0: A Minute with Mayor Mike Wilson is brought to you as a public service by Paul Redding with Edward Jones, Red Wing.
1: Well, good morning. It is two minutes past nine o'clock. I'm Greg Taylor, uh, still part of Taylor Made here on Bluff Country. Good morning. And instead of Mayor Mike Wilson, who is off on official business, I believe Bemidji, Bemidji. Jenny?
2: Bemidji, good morning, everybody.
1: Yeah, for the, uh, they're having a big mayor's conference that they have every year. And I believe they picked somewhere up and down the uh mississippi river
2: exactly i think it's the river you know river corridor river mayor's association so yeah uh, exciting time for him
1: i'll have you push that mic a
2: just a little more. closer okay, okay there okay, we so go so we
1: have uh councilwoman janie fair here today filling in for mayor mike uh when we just did not have time to set something up he left tuesday morning and so we didn't even have time to tape it but this is fun you've done this before i enjoy it yeah it's fun it's fun talking to you and first of all before we actually get to the city council meeting which uh, obviously occurred on monday night but let's just real brief recap of this past sunday i know your husband dave was instrumental along with cornerstone community church in organizing our fall block off uh block kickoff party and yep. despite a little rain for the first hour or so it was light rain thankfully and it was kind of warm uh, ish and so fun was had by all so
0: to speak.
2: It was you know I think the highlight for if I can speak for Dave and I and many of the volunteers was many of us outside dancing in the rain so again <laughs> the objective of that party is just to bring people downtown you know have a family friendly event um, you know and bring churches together and nonprofits and the businesses downtown to just kind of have a fun evening and we do link it with the start of the high school season so that's why it was Saturday night actually the football team was not playing that night and all the teams you know we try to recognize the high school teams and make it a fun thing so um, again thanks for coming and your coverage and it just was really fun um, special thank you if i can to Fusion dance um Those people that actually are really good at dancing started the dancing. So it made <laughs> some of us that maybe are not as gifted in that feel a little bit more confident in being by their side as we did the cha-cha that's, slide and stuff. Oh my so, gosh,
1: that's so cool. Yes. Well, I could see parts of it from where I was on the fifth floor of the downtown plaza where I live, and, and I could see I didn't get home that night actually until quarter to six, and I would meant... I felt bad. I didn't get over to the Hispanic Festival, which was wrapping up at Mm -hmm. that time. There was an hour overlap, and I know that went really, really well. I got to see some stuff uh, posted on their social media, but... Yeah, thanks uh, to your husband and everybody else that organized. And like you mentioned, there were so many cool nonprofit booths. I got to see Brian Soper from the YMCA. I'm trying to get him on the show. They're going to have a big uh, fundraiser golf tournament next month.
2: Yes, I uh, think that's new. So that's Yes, exciting. it is. Yep. So I'm
1: trying to get that handled. But at any rate, it was a great time and just another fun thing to do in our beautiful town.
2: Right. And I think it's that time of year where everybody's trying to get something in before the weather makes its final change. So and again, it was
1: 41 degrees here when I got here yesterday. I Mornings. Right? Yeah, <laughs> It's yep. on the way So we'll turn our attention to the uh, call to order Now that's my favorite part of the, every <laughs> city council meeting That and the final adjournment But Greg, Mine too <laughs> Greg really sticks around for the adjournment To be quite frank I did stay through all the uh, levy uh, conversation We'll get to that when we get to it But uh, first off we had a really neat uh, We had two presentations uh, First by Liz McGill Mm-hmm. and uh from the hope and harbor homeless shelter and the good county resource center that gal keeps very busy in our community and this wasn't really an actual item i, I was a little confused but I, I figured that out at some point it was just uh, kind of their presentation and last year i believe they asked for ten thousand dollars from the city and they received 7500 and so that that'll be an ongoing uh, discussion as part of your budget obviously so uh
2: And I think that's a great, for people that aren't aware of that organization, that's um, a homeless shelter that runs during the colder months. And um, it's an amazing, you know, idea of churches working together and volunteers. And I'm just really proud that we have that in our community because it shows just people caring about each other. And Liz and her other staff just do an amazing job on on really kind of being good to their guests and keeping people safe. Um, And I just love that it's churches working together and they usually stay over at, you know, downtown churches or some of the churches on the fringe and people make dinners and sit down and have, you know, food with with guests, and it's just a great way to have a welcoming community, I think, and um, they were asking, obviously, the city to be a partner in that, and I know one of the questions I had asked her was just, you know, where their other funding came from, because it sounds like they have a budget of, you know, nearly $75,000, and so maybe a shout out to all the churches, but then the Jones Family Foundation, Red Wing Shoe, and United Way, that helped them, too, so... A great example of just people working together to to solve you know a challenge or kind of a hole that we have in winter months in minnesota where people maybe don't have permanent housing so
1: well i know and our communities uh, are about sixteen thousand five hundred people thereabouts roughly and uh, the bigger the city the more homeless mm-hmm. uh, you know we're not seattle we're not san francisco nothing against those communities my son lives in uh, seattle actually with uh, you know, when I, I came to work this morning and yesterday, I was in the low forties and I, and I always think of this, Jeannie, to be honest. I think people think about homeless, how bad it is in the winter. Well, how about when it's 40 degrees? Right. Do you want to go sleep outside? <laughs> Do you want to sleep in your car?
2: Well, no, I don't oh, well, no. you, Greg, but I am not even a camper. I'll be, I'll be honest. So, like, <laughs> I don't like to ever sleep
1: outside. Well, I, I um, just, but I
2: agree, it's not optimal. You know, you you understand why people maybe aren't at their best, son, because we all need sleep. We all need healthy, good food, and uh, to recognize that we're all at a human level and take care of it each other. And
1: you know, frankly, most people aren't going to really be very happy being shuffled off to churches and or I know the other organization in town that addresses this problem. They have a they get some stipend sometimes from the city, and they will actually put them in hotels or motels or whatever in town. And here again, nobody really wants to live like that. But um, thank goodness. And I know it gets complicated when you're using city taxpayer dollars to help a nonprofit. But in my in my only, li- this is not the radio station. This is just Greg Taylor. You know, I just think food and shelter. I think are two things that citizens as as good-hearted people as our non, other nonprofits united way you mentioned jones family who i've actually contacted and they are going to be talking to me i think maybe in november after oh, their great. big board meeting we've okay. never gotten a hold of them before and that they were, will
2: be good they were you.
1: kind of excited
2: yep i, I think been, again people being aware of these sometimes you know i didn't grow up in red wing i've been here for almost 20 years now but you know it's good for people to learn about these organizations and the good things that they do for our neighbors
1: Definitely. Well, we had another really cool presentation and that was by Frank. And I don't have his pronunciation in front of me, but I believe it's like Klipsch. He is very cool. Former mayor of Davenport, Iowa, but he is now the director of city partnerships and special projects for American Cruise Lines. And boy, was he very generous in his things he said about Red Wing.
2: Yeah, you know, I got to meet Frank this year too, um, being a city council member, you get to kind of get a little tour of the ships. And so I, you know, it just was, a, I've never been on those river cruises at all, probably like a lot of people. So it's just right. interesting to see, like, how does this work? And yes. if you're ever down walking around looking at the ships sometimes, Frank is many times outside kind of greeting people and being that ambassador Um, You know, I think he does a great job of partnering with this business that obviously highlights Red Wing. And um, he was great about just highlighting, again, how people from across the country and and many times international people come to Red Wing, whether to board, you know, many times to board the boat, but they're getting off to after their tour. And um, it's just a really interesting process. And he is tasked with, you know, working with the government officials and with his experience being a mayor, You know, he understands the constraints and stuff. And I did, you know, our city staff does do a great job of, you know, I I understand, again, I'm not an expert in marine or the river, but there's been some challenges as, you know, the river levels are low and Mm -hmm. docking some of these new boats against our levee wall. So
1: The big one couldn't get real close because of the water level yep
2: and i know they're always looking at you know the barges and the timing of what they're coming in so there's i learned a lot about the moving parts that are happening again with all these different agencies um and working together you know kind of for an entertainment business a government safety business and then um you know this this cruise ship business that's doing their best to Offer services. So an exciting thing for Red Wing. Frank really highlighted again obviously how beautiful our town is and we get to show it off to many visitors. So it's
1: really neat. And by the way, this is perfect timing because the American Serenade. They came here around yesterday at noon and they're supposedly here until five thirty this okay. afternoon. Now I actually have a friend from my hometown of Spencer, Iowa coming to visit me for the weekend. So she, let's see, when would be able, oh, we could see it Friday afternoon. It's going to be here, uh, the Viking ship returns tomorrow at around 11, and that runs into, oh, they're going to leave around 8 tomorrow night, and then they come back Sunday morning at 8 and departs at 4. So we'll have two chances, I guess. There we I can go. I show her. Go and uh, see the boats. Levy. Yep. Pretty neat. So that was cool. I'm going to do a story on that, by the way, sometime next week. Uh, we had a Human Rights Commission appointment. That's always kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might have been the one that was one of those was pulled I know for I
2: think we had tabled it just with some new information that yeah. come out and to get some updated stuff and so that passed I believe unanimously and we um also swore in a new charter commission member Mallory West so that was exciting and um you know and I think I know Greg we mentioned our pre-game talk here about just support authority and I know yeah. of that gave it Kyle huge... does a
1: great job and he's so so informed.
2: Yeah, a huge update. So I don't know if there's three big projects that I know the mayor and his notes highlighted, and that's just the loan to the River City Therapy, which is a new business that's be using that loan for women um, veterans and you know BIPOC. So, um, And then a rezoning of the River Bluffs project and the Bower Building. We had some discussion on that. So those were the three I know the mayor had notes on. I don't know if you want to yeah. have any questions or if you want me to chat about any of those three, but...
1: Yeah, well, I know the the fish place, the former yep. uh, city-owned building, out kind of on the edge of town, basically per se. They are going to get back to the Port Authority. It sounds with more financial details. So that's coming up in the coming weeks.
2: I know I've gotten a couple questions from community members on that, like, hey, where are we at? Yeah, right. You know, what where were we on the de- you know on the timeline? And so I know that they're finishing up some of the. Um, Indian, the Native American mound, you know, kind of some of those concerns we had. So they're finishing up that report. And then I, like you said, I think the update was, you know, they're working with our city staff about working on the financials and what that final package looks like. So that's exciting. You know, I'm learning how much in these deals. And obviously when you do purchase agreements, you know, a lot of that beginning you know working out of the business matters is really important so what
1: i like because i wouldn't use the word contentious but things were a little muddled maybe earlier this summer when uh the company that would like uh to purchase this and get this fish farm going Uh, full of walleye apparently and some sort of produce i'm not too sure how greg doesn't really eat produce i I mentioned my favorite (laughs) vegetable is ketchup so i don't know that that's going to do me much good but at any rate they were trying to get this done like by the end of june or july they had some deadline and luckily they have managed to work that out and and Mm -hmm. so they have had to push it back but it it sounds like what that means says to me is that they're, they're they would really like it to be here
2: yep a process and i think we're building trust along the way and um you know again that just takes a little time and so now it is exciting that we're kind of getting to that point because i the port authority put out you know a request for different applications and i believe that blue water farms was the only one that you know truly did the full makeup and application for that land, so um, so they're proceeding, and I know that is after a long history of many you know organizations and businesses you know talking with the Port Authority about that, so it'll be exciting for the future.
1: Pretty cool. I know uh, we had the board and commission discussions, and I don't remember specifically uh, what you mentioned, you might have had your own.
2: Oh yeah, I don't mind sharing. I'm on the Heritage Preservation Commission. Oh, yeah. So that's always tasked with obviously keeping our downtown district as a, you know, a, a historic area that's been deemed. And so I had shared that actually Red Wing got asked, invited to host the like Minnesota State Conference for Historic Preservation. <laughs> that, oh. I probably just butchered the the name of that, but just generally, it. it's a state convention for the historic, um, you know, agencies to work together. So nice. um, so we accepted that. They're probably going to need like a matching grant, of course, from the city to show, um, you know, our intention to help with that. And then the state historic agency helps with that. And so look for that next year. But suppose you know, a couple hundred people come to to learn and talk about historic preservation. I think it will be a great opportunity to kind of show how we're now in this new phase of of downtown, of putting you know much more housing downtown, and and rezon you know not necessarily rezoning, but you know reusing older buildings and what that looks like redevelopment. How do you keep historic um, a look to things, but mix that in with you know kind of new modern spaces? I know we took a tour of even the Chief Theater that um, you know we some discussion what is that going to look like. Um, we took some time to look at the outside, and I'm not I'm not any kind of architectural you know guru but it was really neat to have um you know steve Cohn and some of the others talk about the art deco architectural design right. of that and i had never stopped to really realize that so just some of those things that as you look downtown and how historic and beautiful it is like many of the buildings are similar but then we do have some buildings like the chief theater that have a different look to them and actually we want to keep that unique look because it adds to the the beauty of our our, our downtown so again that'll be stuff we can highlight um you know, with this conference next year. if It sounds like we'll get it, obviously, since we got invited to host it. But, yeah. you know, just that process of going through. So I had shared that for the commission updates.
1: Sounds pretty cool. Uh, it's about 16, almost 17 minutes past the hour 9 o'clock. Let's take one of our first uh, two breaks by our sponsor, Edward Jones. And we'll be back right after this here in Bluff Country with a minute with Mayor Mike. And today it is a minute with councilwoman or person. Uh,
0: whatever you want fair (laughs) that's coming up next here on uh, bluff country does your financial advisor take time to really listen to you is your financial strategy personalized to you and your family will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change hi i'm paul redding edward jones financial advisor in redwing when we work together we focus on what's important to you We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And then we'll partner with you to keep you and your strategy on track. Contact our office today at 651-388-1762. Paul Redding, Financial Advisor at Edward Jones. Member SIPC. I'm staff meteorologist Jennifer Vuchitsky with your Bluff Country weatherology forecast. Bright sunshine this afternoon with daytime highs approaching 82. South winds, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Slight chance for scattered showers. Tonight, lows level off around 58. Cloudy skies expected. Cloudy skies expected again. Tomorrow, chance for scattered storms. High of 73. Dry with seasonal temps. Saturday and Sunday. And highs in the low 70s. Currently, it's 57.
1: Ah, all right. So, good morning. Anyway, we're back with a minute with uh, Janie Fair, the councilwoman here in Red Wing uh, City Council, obviously, and uh, she's filling in today for Mayor Mike Wilson, who's doing some mayoral business. I think I might have almost pronounced that word right. Anyway, we're kind of up to the consent agenda, Janie, and I know there were two things pulled. Normally, the and they do ask for comment, which I really believe. Again, kudos to the council. the the oftentimes the public now has basically i think three times that they can actually bring in uh, comments first Mm -hmm. at the very beginning with things who aren't aren't on the agenda and then later you get to pipe up if you want something pulled and discussed during the consent and then at the end uh anything that is on the agenda they give them another shot which i think a lot of cities don't do that by the way they don't No, so good for you guys um but and now I don't, I did, apparently Greg uh, didn't mark all this off here. It was a consent agenda, that's 10, right? Yep. All right. So we knew that the uh, hearing, the public hearing and the levy, which a lot of people have probably been waiting for that, 16.5% is what was decided on. You guys had three choices. We did. Basically.
2: So do you want me to cover that? Yeah, yeah. So we had do. three choices, um, which I thought is a really reasonable thing. I know. Um, I know our city staff tries to get consensus, and, of course, we all would like consensus. Um, but, of, of course, for a big item like this, it's probably, I would say, in Janie's opinion, quite challenging. To it is. So, yeah. So, um, we're given three options, 16 and a half 12, and 9. Um, and maybe so people know, too, we did have two council members absent. So, yes. we actually only had five of us there, right. which not that, you know, that's also a challenge then in a way of, like, you know, it's majority well, people rules. People's obviously, voices
1: weren't being heard, but yep. that was through no fault of theirs. that's okay. There.
2: Yep. So we had a really, you know, actually it was it was not too controversial or long no. of, a, of a discussion. I think. I think the main thing to take from this is um, two things. One, the public hearing where people get their ta- truth and taxation is a hearing that we have on December fourth of two thousand twenty-three. So people in the next coming months will get a form, like we all get that wonderful Goodhue County tax form, that will have our preliminary levy levels, and you will open it up and go, oh my goodness gracious. Or you might say, oh, not bad, or you probably will have a reaction when you open that up. So <laughs> you will have also all the dates for the HRA or the Port Authority or the City of Red Wing or the School District or the County County to go talk to those boards about your opinions about, about those taxes. So ours is December 4th. It's a Monday. Um, so that's number one. But number two, I wanted to make sure that people understand is that this is a preliminary levy. So we cannot go higher than this. We can go lower. Um, and I'll just be really honest. Again, Janie speaking, I think that rarely happens, but it is an option. It's just a very hard thing to do.
1: Right. Um, well, but then, it can't go
2: higher, which is a good thing. So
1: It can't go higher. Correct. Yeah. It
2: cannot go right, higher. Right,
1: And now I wrote down these figures because uh, now, because the budget, you've got a projected budget. Mm-hmm. And so the way I understood it, Marshall Halleck, who is our uh, financial director?
2: I think that's, I, the, that's, the, that's maybe the general comment.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Marshall. Um, I don't have the city's website up, but you can get it up if you'd like to, uh, red-wing.org. Um, but... Uh, at 16.5%, that would fund what the projected budget is. Now if you guys went with 12, you'd be 1.1 million mm-hmm. short and if you went with the 9, you'd be 1.8 million short, which obviously means extra cuts yes. uh, from what you've already budgeted. Now that's not a final budget either. That's also going to Yep. Be part of that uh, conversation that the public can get involved with. But that's kind of what they're looking at. So I know, and I know they've been working harder with the workshops to cut things already. Yep. But guess what, folks? If you haven't noticed in the last 18 months what prices have done, just go look at your gas uh, prices down at Quick Trip down the hill from us. Right. Went 41 cents in one day last I know. Week. I was
2: seeing people putting on Facebook about the gas station oh up there. I know. Like, what? Oh, wait. It's still in the like, It's just and, insane. Um, yeah, and so exactly that. You know, simply, there's inflation. Costs are up. Um, you know, health care costs are up. And, of course, we always want to, com- you know, Uh, compensate our staff appropriately, you know, in these times, especially we'll probably get later on in the show about the the police uh, salary, you know, kind of fix that we did. Um, And we're just seeing that with demand and and just what's happening in some of our our departments, like you have to be at a a competitive wage. And so that affects it. Um, Obviously, I kind of want to represent the the council here, but the 16 and a half did pass three to two. Um, I'll be very honest that I was a dissenting vote, and if I can, I would just say that I really think that we need to get our spending under control and that we could decrease some of our spending because all I hear um, is very much about how our high taxes in Red Wing are being felt by our residents and our businesses. And so I just felt like I had to make that vote myself because um, when I was on the campaign trail, that's very much what I heard. And, um, and you know, and I, I know it's hard. Many of us can pay for more and it's not too big a thing and we like having our services and stuff. But um, there's another part of people that just any amount of increase is a hardship and really affects their life. So in this economic times, I really felt like I had to to stand on that myself. But again, majority rules in the 16 and a half passed as far as the um, amount we can't go above. So right. we'll see in the coming months what happens and how if hopefully we can get that lower. But I would encourage people, um, you know, to contact us, give us your opinion, come to council meetings and do public comment and tell us what what you want for your community and what you know, how these taxes affect you. So um, we have, but we have, like you said, we have been working on this since almost like April, I'd say, like the Mm -hmm. beginning, as far as like looking at projects that the city had, as far as what we needed to put money into. Um, We started some preliminary, you know, really targeted talks about what our fund balance and such looks like. and, um, And that will continue. We have another true budget workshop on October 26th. And not that we, sometimes we do or don't have public comment on those. I don't know what dictates if we. Yeah. yeah. So look at the agenda, I would say. Um, But I think it really is important to be emailing city council members and talking to us. And because this is really important to hear from our constituents, obviously, because I'm going off of what. Obviously, people tell me and what's best yeah. for the city. So, and I
1: actually did consider. I used Ron Godin, uh Ron's audio. I guess uh, Wednesday's story that was God. Was that just yesterday? <laughs> I Life flies, so. Greg. Yeah, no, I didn't have it done Tuesday because I was... <laughs> yeah, no, Recovering yeah. from the city oh, council meeting. Oh, this is Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, it didn't go till 11 this time. So at any rate, uh, and, I, and I know Ron made this point. I actually contacted him the next day, Tuesday, to, to, to clarify this in my head because this was either right when I was planning to leave once you guys had voted or just before, whatever. The... Um, delinquent utilities and various receivables he gave two figures from two years ago as opposed to this past year or this year okay i got and it it was it was huge i don't i didn't write the amounts down but he he was saying it and i believe one of the other council people coughed you know not not their fault they had a cough but so i might have been me i don't even know well, I won't say it. it doesn't matter, but I just couldn't use that audio. So I wanted to make sure what that meant. And, and I think his point was, a lot like yours, not everybody. And, and everybody's different. Everybody's yep. income is different. Um, and the Jones family has not adopted me yet. I've been trying to do that since I moved <laughs> here. They, uh, they've rejected my adoption paper so far. So, you know, everybody, uh, I live in, mostly retired mm-hmm. folks, or most of my neighbors, they have a fixed income, I believe. I don't believe... Uh, Medicare or whatever else goes up and down like pay raises. So it is tough. But you guys are doing the best you can, and it's not over yet, folks. And we need to take a quick break here, about 27 past the hour. Let's hear from Edward Jones, our sponsor. And we will wrap things up in the next few minutes with uh, Councilwoman Janie Fair, who is sitting in today for... Mayor Mike Wilson.
0: If you're near retirement or thinking about retiring, you probably have a lot of questions. How do you make your savings last? How much should you take out and when? What about tax withholdings? I'm Edward Jones, financial advisor, Paul Rudding. Let's work together to help make sure your finances meet your unique needs for the long haul. You've done what it takes to get here. Now it's time to make the most of your retirement. Call us at 651-388-1762 to schedule an appointment. I'm Paul Redding, financial advisor with Edward Jones, member SIPC.
1: All right, we're back here on Bluff Country. Thanks for tuning in to a Minute with Mayor Mike Wilson, brought to you by Edward Jones. And uh, my show will wrap up this morning. And as soon as Janie and I are done, uh, Janie Fair from the council is here talking about uh, the city council meeting. We've been talking about the levy and uh, all that goes. And this was another big deal. You did want to mention this as well. Oh, we did uh, the legal services. Uh, Mayor Mike had suggested, and not that the the current folks had been doing a bad job but he just thought every blue moon once yep. in a blue moon an idiom i was trying there to explain go.
2: Once you in a blue moon so <laughs> frequently there was an
1: idi- idiom right there i was trying to explain my like, get my bit with her and i wasn't i wasn't cutting the mustard uh, so at any rate <laughs> another one but she hadn't heard it so at any rate greg god please stop it i'm like a Dad who sees dogs and squirrels. And then I just run away and forget what I'm doing. That's okay, uh, we're the, bringing it back. So anyway, yes, Squires <laughs> Walds Waldsperger, Boy, that's a name. And then Mace, Amy Mace, I'm aware of her. She's usually at the council. That was approved. Five-year deal.
2: So peop, most people probably realize we have attorney fees and legal fees, and we hadn't gone out to bid in... And I actually don't know the specific last time we did it. So many of the council members and mayor felt like we should go out and see. Hey, like what's out there?
1: Yeah.
2: I was not on the ad hoc committee that looked at this, but so I kind of went off with their recommendation, which um, Don Cleaver and Evan Brown were both on that, I believe. Okay. And it was very much of like you know what the the current attorney company that we're going with is financially much, the most reasonable of all them, they had some very specific things that they provide us with that some of the other firms didn't, which I think was like tribal law, some charter city items. And then um, I think just the way that they did um, their pay pay kind of uh, cost as far as like data requests and different little things that add on that I think all of us know, like attorney fees can add on. So I think in the end, it was just that this one, you know, our current Company made the most sense, and that's what actually passed. So,
1: yeah, <clears throat> yeah, the city can't use a public defender. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different deal. As Greg was trying to come up with that uh, free lawyer thing, it's like now it doesn't. And I make, would say it way. is
2: really nice to get. Um, I've never had that on my boards that I've I've been on. You know, to get that legal opinion right there. So um, it is nice. It's an extremely high cost. She was asked we all know about
1: once every other meeting. we would be quite my a guess. Bit.
2: Yeah, at least I'd say. At and some least. of those meetings are. You know, sometimes it's three to four times. So I think it is a good thing to get those legal opinions and um i don't know how long we've actually had an attorney you know during at the council meetings the whole time but yeah
1: it's pretty neat Mm -hmm. of course when i moved here we weren't meeting in person right so but yeah that's cool so actually i did go slightly out of order that was 11 uh, i don't know that was 11 f it looks like 11 uh, d you wanted to talk about before we wrap things up and that was uh the Pay the uh, uh police department pay scale.
2: Yeah, I just think that's really important. That's going to really affect our budget. Actually, for this year, I think it was a cost of about fifty three to sixty thousand dollars, and I think next year, projecting about two hundred and fifty. But I think simply the best way to put this is that obviously most people know that. Nationally, statewide, um even locally, like we've had a really hard time recruiting and retaining police officers um and I think we can all we all know why there's various uh reasons why that is I don't think we need to go into today no. f- for that reason, but um ultimately, right now we're short seven officers in red wing oh wow, um and that doesn't scare me, but I think it obviously we understand at all of us where we work that if you don't have a full staff, you're being overworked you know, a lot of overtime and, um, you know, maybe morale is just not where it needs to be. So um, we've even had a hard time just getting applications. So one of the, we had, again, a committee that looked into that with the chief and the assistant chief involved and and, um, Kay Coleman, our our council administrator. So um, they came and looked at, you know, they obviously had looked at different cities and it was determined that our pay scale is off and kind of, we knew we had a right, a, just for, to use the term, kind of right size or whatever, right sure. size what people are being offered to be competitive with what other cities are getting. Because we're seeing that people that apply even just take other jobs and up in the yeah. metro or something because well, they're getting paid more. I think we all realize that that, I mean... That means a lot. So well,
1: I think everybody's eyes were opened about six, eight weeks ago when Goodhue County, or Goodhue, excuse me, not county, the the city of Goodhue, exactly. which is much smaller than we are, mm-hmm. but basically their entire force within ten days left.
2: Yeah, I think that made like national it news, did make and national um, news, whether yes. I don't think they really intended it to be that way, but um, no. I think when they, I think I heard last or Monday night that you know. One of the officers from our department said that, you know, on average, they're maybe making like $22 an hour, which obviously I think many of us think that that's ridiculous for the type of job that they're doing. Well,
1: so, when, you know, I don't think McDonald's is hiring anybody for less than 15 or 16. Right. And Generally speaking, they don't have to risk their lives. I know I don't have to risk my life right. uh, on a general basis. And they do every time they step into a squad car, which... Right. And really, for that matter, our firefighters—that—that's horrible fire going on still this morning in Hastings right, with their I saw old that. Co- their creamery creamery co-op. Ten fire departments from the Twin Cities, everybody, River Falls, everybody's mm-hmm. helping out with that. And so those folks, they—they, they, uh, our police and fire really are heroes and our teachers. Uh,
2: exactly. Are. So I, you know, this is very much of like. In a time when you have less people even going into the field and you have so many people leaving the field, like how do we be competitive in recruiting people to Red Wing? So we knew our pay scale was a main part of that. So that's why it actually passed unanimously. And as oh, you know, Greg,
1: that's this not council, We don't do. actually do that very often. So um,
2: that's easier you know,
1: than our Congress, but it is not always easy.
2: Exactly. Um, and I'd say, you know, personally, as a council member, it feels really good when we can great. all do that because there's no, these that things that make you like, hey, this is something we all should agree on and, and get yeah. behind. And so um, I'm excited to see where this comes. I think Red Wing, obviously, is a great place to live and work, and I hope we can think of other things to retain and recruit people to work here. So, And uh, I
1: know the council's working on it, and I know there's barriers and always objections, but I know uh, Kurt Keene is working really hard as part of the city as well. More housing, because mm-hmm. we can't get people here if we can't find places they can afford to live. Right. I was very fortunate. Uh, I had to wait an extra two weeks to move here because I couldn't find a place. I only could find two places to even look at. Wow. And one was not livable in in my in my, uh, in my, my opinion, uh-huh. and it was 200, 300 bucks more than what I was paying in Dubuque, which is 58,000 plus people. So I right. thought, what in the heck is going on in Red Wing?
2: And that continues <laughs> to be, you know, whether we heard that in the city listing sessions that yep. we held, yep. you know, at the end of I August and did. even yep. Monday night, you know, that continues to be a challenge that... I, you know, I'll be honest, I always don't know the answer because I think we need kind of a more variety of all the time of housing, whether it's the high-end housing to, you know, affordable housing. I think we're trying to be creative. I hope we can get where, you know, some people just don't want to take care of a a full yard and a huge house, and they just want a safe, you know, clean place to live. So how can we do that in a rural area, small town where, you know, I grew up in the city and suburbs where, okay, maybe you have more of those opportunities because you just have more people. And so there is more creative housing and stuff. So I hope that we can find some ways um, to make that happen, to again, have workforce and when people are young, to just have places that are affordable and clean and safe like we talk about. So
1: Well, we got a lot of projects going on uh, in our redevelopment downtown, which I can see personally, which is neat. Uh, And our Habitat for Humanity, shout out to them. My gosh, they're doing great Things and I know they're going to have. Oh gosh, I got to try and get to that. They're going to have an open house kind
2: of thing September 20th. I just saw that. Okay, good. Um, I know I couldn't make it because I'm, you know, I'm coaching volleyball these days. Um, But I think they're having like food trucks and I think they're going to show off the area. So I think that's a great, again, that's creative housing.
1: Like it is. We
2: we work together all to make something. And so I'm excited to see where that goes. And
1: it's not a handout, by the way, folks. It's called Sweat Equity. I love Habitat. Yeah, there are so many. Nonprofits. Again, an organization
2: I'm, that it's very hard to argue your support with. You just got to love that.
1: So, Shout out to Bob Holly, who is their uh, executive director. Thank you so much to Janie Fair. As usual, Greg uh, babbled so much. We're six minutes over the limit of my time allotted. But, hey, it's bluff country. It's tailor-made. I made it my own. So, yeah. hey, I, I'm usually late. That's not true. I always show up early for everything. Thank you, Janie. I really appreciate your time. This was fun talking to you as always. And we expect Mayor Mike back uh, the next trip through. And let's see, the next council meeting will be on the 25th. And so, if good Lord willing, we'll be talking to Mayor Mike on the 28th. Thanks so much, Janie. I appreciate it. Thank you for it. having
2: me. I love it.